This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. Uh, David, back in November, we had Dylan Stendhal on the show. Mm -hmm. Dylan is the son of Russell Stendhal. We've had Russell on many times. Russell is a a major part of what's happening with SOM International. He's the director of our our Latin, uh, Latin America ministry. Dylan shared with us a little bit about what it's like to grow up in Russell's house. It it was a great interview. If you haven't listened to it, we'll put it in the notes. And he talked to us about these trips that they would take in their old Toyota Land Cruiser. Now, this thing, I think it's an 88 Toyota Land Cruiser. It's not exactly fancy, uh, very plain Jane. And they will drive for hours and hours and hours on these primitive roads in order to meet with people to repair radio stations, to deliver Bibles, and to support their leaders all over the place. This There's a story that came out in the last newsletter. That it's titled Into the Wild Frontier, mm-hmm. Traveling with Dad to the Venezuelan Border. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about the latest journey that Dylan took with his father into Venezuela in order to support some of the persecuted church there. And David, it's an incredible story mm-hmm. of uh, Dylan's talking about this journey that is, I mean, perilous at best. And I don't know if we totally appreciate what goes into getting a Bible into Venezuela or what it takes to mm-hmm. put up a Christian radio station yeah. in this very dangerous area or how remote these places are. So, David, tell us a little bit about this story going into the wild frontier, <laughs> as they say it, uh, along the Venezuelan border. Yeah, I think it was, in fact, it's interesting, Mark, we've gotten more feedback from Dylan's, even that podcast, one of, I think, I believe it's one yeah. of our favorite, uh, most popular it's ones. It's one of the most popular ones. Yeah, it, it is. And then this newsletter, we're, we're already getting a bunch of feedback, how people are just so captivated by it and so inspired. Because, it's fascinating. Yeah, so Dylan's the youngest. He kind of watched his siblings grow up. He's been kind of the one that lasts to bloom and to be able to do these adventures and go. And all his siblings now have married off. And so he's kind of finding his place. And, and he's just a, he's a real observer. And he's an introvert. And so it's just fun to be in Dylan's mind. And, and, and it, you know, he's calculated risk taker. And, and so he, he, Russell's been having to do more trips on his own a little bit with his, you know, ever, his old family's involved in ministry. And they're keeping active with a ton of things going on down there. And so this, he shares a story how it was looking as if Russell was going to have to go to the front Tears land, the borderland region there, which is one of the most dangerous spots on earth. I've even read an article about yeah. that recently, just how difficult and dangerous it is down there. And Dylan thought in his mind, there's no way I'm letting my dad go by, my, by himself. But there was a part in his flesh, he talks about how he was really torn because it's a difficult trip. You lack sleep, it's yeah. hot, there's dangers. And so he was really torn. So he he didn't want to he didn't want to volunteer very quickly. He was hoping somebody else would no. volunteer, and <laughs> and by default he realizes I'm the only one. So he tells that uh, that mental struggle. And then I like how the story goes along there. And he talked about how his older brother Russell Jr., who we've had on too, and Russell's just precious. And uh, Russell reads his brother well. And he jokes he doesn't have a poker face. And um, and and Dylan admits that his his kryptonite weakness is he always 
overplays before going on a trip or doing anything. He processes everything a million times uh, and gets kind of stressed out about it. And so Russell Jr. gives this wonderful apropos wisdom. And he says to Dylan, he says, Dylan, we're fighting a war here and they're captives. You are part of the Lord's army and his army reacts and acts with his heart, which means the only way for the enemy to attack you is through your mind. It's a battlefield and only you could choose to fight. And that really struck Dylan. It's exactly what he needed to hear. And I, and I wish we, we we'll have to have really Russell Jr. come on and really flush this out in his own mind because it made me kind of think, wow, that's an interesting perspective that uh, Russell was seeing that the mind field is the battleground and, and the heart is where God keeps his children safe and protected and, and captive. I think it's a beautiful uh, wisdom and insight here, Mark, that Russell's hitting on that if and basically he was encouraging what I see here being said is, you know, Dylan, if you keep your heart clean and just captive to Christ, then your mind's where the battlefield happens, whether it's going to trust God having your heart leading you well or whether you're going to believe the voices of the enemy and the danger and everything else. And then, you know, the rest of the story, he walks through this. I don't know, Mark, what, what did anything strike you about that comment yourself? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what struck me. This is something you may not know about me, but years ago I had an, I had an 80s Toyota truck. Mm, and yeah. so for fun, uh, we would go out and, and go off-roading in it in the mountain that's kind of between us typically uh, up there in Mingus mountain or, and whatnot. And, um, and you know, it, it was really fun to drive a off-road truck in the woods for a couple of hours. You know, it, it would bang us all around and it wasn't comfortable. And mine didn't even have a fan oh, that yeah. blew much less air conditioning in it, but it would do fun things. And we thought it was a real novelty for a couple of hours in the woods what I appreciate about this story is that, if, you know, the Land Cruiser they're driving in is just a couple generations newer than the one I used to drive. And I just know from being in one of those things, it's, it's hot, it's not comfortable. And after about two hours, the novelty would wear off. If I, I was trying to find it in this story, I mean, it was maybe 30 hours they were driving in this thing. It was a long time getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the AC, mm-hmm. you know, is iffy on it even when it works the iffy in those old toyotas doesn't work great well and then eventually he talked about how it dies and yeah. so it's it's really high humidity so it's sticky hot yeah mm-hmm. terrible sticky hot so it's no small thing to say you know i'm i have some hesitation <laughs> about going on this trip being banged around in this car we're not sure where we're going to get gas or food or water it's not going to be comfortable at all and i can i can feel his hesitation on that way beyond it being fun this is going to be work and it's actually physically exhausting to be in a in a car going over rough roads for that long of a period of time and then the story gets even more difficult as it unpacks and i think we have to run to a break but you know we want to just help our listeners understand when we're trying to get bibles into venezuela 
it's no easy process getting him there. And the last leg of the journey is often in something like a Toyota Land Cruiser, or it's on the back of a motorcycle, or it's in a canoe. And people are risking a lot. They're very uncomfortable trying to get Bibles into these places. So we'll pick up the story when we get back from this break. At Risk Radio. Every Sunday in America, over 60 million people freely walk into the doors of a church fellowship. But not everyone enjoys this kind of social freedom. Christians face harassment in 145 countries around the world. Some even give their lives today because of their faith in Jesus. Persecution is harsh. Women and children are the most vulnerable of all people groups. But be inspired that your family in Christ is boldly sharing love and hope, despite local officials doing everything they can to silence them. In fact, let me assure you that our prayers today bring them comfort and love. Thank you for standing with our persecuted family. To stay informed and to help assist, go to spiritofmartyrdom.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. And today we're talking about this incredible story, one of the most popular print pieces we've put out, talking about how Dylan Stendhal went on this journey with his dad across Venezuela in order to deliver some Bibles and to repair some radio stations. Uh, We were just talking about how perilous this journey was. And then as it picks up, it says here, Dylan says that they went across this shortcut that put them in put their lives in danger in order to get to this stop. And it just kind of goes downhill from there. David, unpack some of the rest of this story for us. Well, yeah. So they, again, the tension is in that area of the world is you're trying to always avoid the dangers, the violence. I mean, it's, it's truly chaos. There's not one power totally in control. And you got all the nefarious drug activities going on, militias, just bandits, you know, in and out of electricity. It's uh, let alone mechanics of a vehicle. And so he goes through this step by step, how they're going across a river, uh, a secret river ferry they hear about and, you know, rumored to be by nefarious characters, but they were able to make that, try to get that river uh, ferry to try to, you know, get across the river, save all kinds of time. And then they have, and then they were able to help a couple who would be jailed if caught for smuggling Bibles to encourage them and to, and then helped even a church that didn't even have a tin roof and they were in the weather and, and they had to fix a flat tire. Then they'd run over two nails. I mean, it just goes on and on and on as you read this. And I think what's great is you're pointing out, Mark, is this kind of fleshes out the reality of bringing the Word of God to remote, difficult, persecuted areas of the world. And and Venezuela is a very difficult area, and so many of the places remote, and because of the banditry and what's going on. But yet, through this whole article, Dylan is contrasting his mind of wanting to look at all these things that could go wrong. They could literally be killed. He talks about uh, they heard the helicopters flying um, as they went to this village, the lights went out, and they had to be they had to go three hours because all the hotels were full. They couldn't find a place to stay, so they had to drive three more hours before they could find a place to to sleep. What they find out is where they had been, and timing wise, 
that four people had been drugged out of a car and shot that night, and they and that's where the helicopters were going oh that night, and so they barely missed that. And then the next day, they then decide to try this secret road or a road that quote unquote secret road that, that would cut off all kinds of time, but also avoid these towns that are really dangerous. And so they pray about it and the Lord leads them to do that. But then they come to the gate on a, you know, this road that's locked. Well, a gate usually means somebody's trying to protect something. There's reason not to go back there. The Indian chief is with them. Is like, could this be a hideout or a drug lab? But they pray about it. God gives them peace in their heart. Just listen to the Lord. They, they're able to clip the lock and go through and and the lord ends up protecting them against and and getting to where they need as they trusted the lord and to go other places could have actually been ending up going through a a village they talk about that had a riots going on the roads were blocking the burning tires and so they were constantly avoiding and missing basically uh, chaos that could end up in absolute destruction, injury, and loss of life. And and so it's beautiful piece that Dylan illustrates as believers, when we follow the Lord in his word and renew our mind in his word, protect our heart with faith, that God actually brings protection and provision. And, and that's why we can ultimately take that risk of serving the persecuted church, going to these areas, assisting them, because ultimately my line is the safest place is, is in the will and, and obedience of Christ. And I think Dylan just beautifully illustrates this, that the sacrifice involved, the risk involved, and yet the, the amazing provision of God. Yeah, well, I think the thing that really brought it home for me uh, was the story that like, you know, not only is the journey treacherous and is dangerous, but the thing that really hits home is in this story he tells about how he gets, he hadn't eaten in days, and he gets this piece of food that's got hair in it and that's got oh, feathers in oh, it. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, I'm so hungry, I'm just going to eat it. And then he immediately gets an intestinal infection that, you know, that lays him out for several days. Well, and, um, yeah, marks seven days. I mean, he pops back. Yeah. And that's just a oh quick comment. Seven days, you know, Americans in, in America, seven days, that'd be like the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I think of like the worst case scenario, you think, all right, what's the worst that can happen on a journey like this? Well, I think that between bumping around for hours and hours and hours on rough roads and, you know, narrowly escaping with your life uh, from bandits and you know, getting a food poisoning that lasts for seven days. Yeah, that's probably the worst case scenario. So the question I have to ask is why? Why is why do people go to these lengths in order to minister to these people? I think that's that's the big question. Why, why is it worth it? Yeah, Mark, I think as a leadership podcast, that's exactly the heart of it. Because you, you look at Dylan's life, and I've talked to Russell specifically about this. What's the difference between someone going through this and leaving with trauma? I mean, literal trauma, where they yeah. can never do that again. They're they're now full of anxiety that they'll they'll be afraid that they'll get into that. And in this story, the Dylan talks about not after the seven days he goes back to Bogota. He's there two days and then goes again with his dad in the truck, 
and and they go through another crazy adventure and comes home and he's saying and he's saying when they got home even dad said that was a tough trip dylan so glad you're with me and he and dylan goes to sleep that night going well very well dad's gonna wake me up in the morning we're on another brutal trip and you know <laughs> what you know i think well, a lot of people might be going to their therapist um and saying yeah. help me get over this and i'm never doing that again and and i've seen that's the difference when the lord protects our heart and mind that these these kind of situations that can be life and death can be extremely stressful. It brings a lot of trauma. Actually, just bring the beauty of the the Father Heart of God of protection, provision, and they come an adventure. They come a great story to tell our our children's children kind of thing. And yeah. I, I know a lot of people yeah. that you know. There's even stories of people that were in you know uh, were prisoners of war, and and they came out. They've come out okay. And other prisoners of war dealing with all kinds of psychological, mental health things. What's the difference? Many of them that I've talked about was their faith in prison and their fa- and, and the faith that Dylan has here. It's the Holy Spirit. And I think the, talking about a podcast of leaders at risk, it's so important, Mark, that you and I and, and everyone in Walk with Christ, we're walking the maturity of Christ, really keeping our heart clean, hearing from the Lord renewing our mind that we just stay upon him so that we so the lord is our sustaining peace during those times of testing so that when we come out we can have a smile on our face and go wow what a great story instead of oh my gosh i almost died how how do i process this i'm freaked out now i'm full of anxiety i mean you know you, you the, people go through those similar situations and they end up with two different experiences but christ protects his leaders well, I think that this story is really helpful for our listeners to understand what goes into supporting those who are risking much for for Jesus. And these are the kind of things that you get when you subscribe to our newsletter. You get these kind of stories. You see some pictures from the front lines. And um, that helps you to understand how to pray, helps you to understand when you give, like what that what the end result of that giving is because ultimately that end result is something like a Christian radio station being up on the air or a tribe having a, a crate full of Bibles that they would have not otherwise had. Our full color newsletter comes out every month and it features these kind of stories. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Hey, you can also help this podcast by subscribing to it. Uh, you can donate a different way by donating in exchange for a book and those books are available at the SOM bookstore, SOM bookstore.com and Russell's books fill that bookstore. There's a whole bunch of them there. And so if you want to hear more stories or read about more stories connected with Russell Stendhal and his ministry, there's many, many books there in the bookstore that talk about the many adventures that they've had as they've been taking the gospel to those who have not heard about Christ yet. Well, hey, that's it for today. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.